Hello, hello. My name is Yuri Hanley, aka Steph Yuri. The date is Sunday, November 6th. The time is 9.02 a.m. I'm written this with that extra hour of sleep because daylight savings was yesterday. So the sun is bright this morning and that just motivates me to have a podcast. And folks, let me tell you, I'm just going to get right into it right away. It's a great time to do a podcast because there's a lot going on in the Golden State of the Union. People are kind of freaking out right now. The, the Warriors just had a Ofer road trip. Uh, to be fair, it was on the East Coast, and I am a notable hater of the East Coast. I don't think anything good goes on on that side of the country three hours ahead. Why do you need to be up that early? 6 a.m. is 9 o'clock for us, so or the other way around. <laughs> R9 a.m. is there 6 a.m., and that's just tough to do when you're on the West Coast. So going over there was already going to be a difficult task, and the Warriors, they went over. Let me, first off, before I get into the road trip, I just want to say I went to the Miami Heat game, and that game was really fun to watch. The Warriors played really well. They won that game. And I'm going to a few more games this year. I got 11 games. So I'm going to be giving you guys some inside scoops, some in arena videos, try and get some content uh, going forward. So hashtag new media, shout out Draymond, following his steps. And I'm really excited for this season. And the Golden State Union should have some upgrades going forward. So that's just a little bit of maintenance from there. And now let's get into this. Road trip. So before the road trip started, the Warriors were three and two. So it wasn't like they were lighting the world on fire like last year where they were nine and one to start. But three and two is not bad. Like there's worse starts. They could be 0 and five. So going into this road trip, things were looking up. I wasn't very, and then they kicked it off with a L to Charlotte in overtime. Curry was cooking as usual. He does, he normally does in Charlotte because. It's his hometown, not hometown, maybe it's hometown, I'm not sure, but it's home. he's from North Carolina, Davidson, so he's got that connection. Curry usually shows up in Charlotte, but the team got the L in overtime. The second game was an L against the Pistons, 128-114. I only remember that score because I just looked it up before the podcast, but I don't really remember what happened in that game, so I'm just going to pass over it. Third game against the Heat, I do remember because I watched it fourth quarter only, and the refs kind of fucked us. I, I hate being clear of the refs, but I will always say that the refs do like inserting themselves in situations. And I feel like in the last three games, the Warriors haven't been on the refs' good size. They've had a ton of free throws given up. It was like 46 for the Magic, which was the next game. Let me get into that. They lost to the Magic. They were up 16 in the third. And then that lead kind of dwindled down. Paulo Bancaro played really well. I like the way he's been playing the start of the season. They're giving real rookie of the year vibes. But that's no excuse when you're the defending champions, winner of the last four championships out of the last eight years. You got to figure out a way to beat the Magic. And the Warriors haven't been the Magic at, in Orlando since 2017. So that just goes to continue the story of East Coast troubles that the Warriors have been showing in this last five games. And the last game of the road trip was against the Pelicans in New Orleans. It was the second game of a back-to-back. They were missing Clay, Steph, Wiggins, Draymond. It was a young squad with Kevon. And that's when Kevon, uh, he got hashtag first bucket KLFB. Kevon Looney first bucket hit that game. So 
we're up in the season now. <clears throat> but the young guys did get the opportunity in that game against the Pelicans, and final score is like 105-114. And before the game, the Warriors were plus 400 underdogs. So the fact that they made it close and it was a good game, I'm taking as a win, even though they ended up to win the game. So Curry's cooking right now to start the season. Clay has been kind of up and down, but as he's been catching a lot of flack too. And I don't think that's pretty fair. He's just coming off two injuries. He didn't play summer basketball. He was just in the lab working on his game. So of course he's not going to come out 60 point clay in the first week. It's coming back. It's already coming back. He had 27 points in the magic game. He had six threes or something. He was looking like his old self. He missed the game winner, but he still has that fire in him. The ability to shoot them, shoot those threes, shoot the tough shots. So I'm not worried about Clay Thompson. Wiggins has started the season really well. And you like to see that considering how he got an all-star let not last year. You want to continue, not rest on his laurels, keep going. He took a paid cut for the Warriors in the offseason, and he's only playing better this year. So that's another thing to be happy about. All right. So now that I kind of dipped into talking about the good things of the players, I want to spell some narratives that I've been seeing in the basketball world on Twitter and stuff in a new segment I like to call Fact or Splash, where I go through some of the narratives that I've been seeing, like I just said, and I tell you guys whether I think it's fact or if I think it's Splash, where you should take it and hook it in the bay where it belongs, get rid of it out of your mind. So the first one is the Warriors should be in panic mode. Fact or Splash? You know, I'm going to go Splash here people look at the date on the calendar it's november 6th the season is less than a month old and i'm already seeing oh the warriors are gonna they what did they they're losing they're not doing good did everyone do me a favor and take a deep breath and calm the fuck down it's an 82 game season the warriors they're integrating their young guys Half these players on the Warriors that the Warriors are playing with right now haven't had any of these experiences yet. Moses Moody, James Wiseman, Jonathan Kaminga, Elgin Michael Green. They haven't had experience like the Warriors playing with the Warriors like this. So their their, their system's gonna be new. There's gonna be some wrinkles, but this will get ironed out. Trust the process, like I always be saying. The 76ers always say that they're, that they're the process, but the Warriors are the real process. So we just got to trust that. It's proven time and time and again that they can turn it on when it matters most. It's November. They're still ironing out their kinks. And I think that there's a lot of things to be looking looking up for for the Warriors. Curry's cooking. Moody's looking like he's a real dog for the Warriors as a young guy. Kaminga's throwing flashes when he gets his minutes. Granted, Kerr's kind of fucking him with his rotations, but that's what Kerr does. You never really know what he's doing with his rotations. And then next thing you know, it's April, and the guy that has you're getting pissed out all year is, is getting minutes and falling out. So I have yet to uh I have yet to have Kerr prove me I've yet to be proved right on Steve Kerr's rotations when I get mad at them more often than not it ends up working out for the best for the Warriors so that's all I can do at this point is just trust the process 
stay calm. Just remember that it's a long season. I mean, the Warriors, if you think about it, there's a lot more teams having situation teams dealing with a lot worse situations than the Warriors. Oh, being on a five game losing streak to start the season. We couldn't be the Nets. We could be the Lakers. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. There's a lot, lot worse things that could be happening for the Warriors. Clay is looking like his own self after a slow start where he caught some black from Chuck and Chuck on TNT, which I thought was unfair. And I like Clay's response to that. He's like, guys, just give me some time. And I think that's just a microcosm of the entire Warriors situation. Just give them some time. Championship hangover, real or not, I'm not sure. But it's way too early to judge any teams right now. It's not, but I don't think it's too early to be giving criticisms. That's fair. But I think it's not. It's too early to be judging how the Warriors are going to end up looking in April based on how they've been looking in the first 10 games of the season. Last year, I'll say I was guilty of jumping into too many conclusions based on their hot start. But I think it's safer to say that you can jump to conclusions to a hot start unless you're a Suns fan because the Suns are just going to end up choking away in the playoffs. And I'll and – I'll, you crow if they end up beating the Warriors, but history has history has shown that the Warriors fans should not be freaking out right now. That they will have everything figured out. They have Steph. Do they? The Warriors still have Steph? Yes. Do the Warriors still have Andre Iguodala? Yes. Do the Warriors still have Andrew Wiggins? Yes. Do the Warriors still have Kevon Looney? Yes. So the core is still there. The culture is still there. Did the Warriors still have Draymond Clay? Yes. Yes. Jordan Poole? Yes. All the foundational pieces for the Warriors are there that they have delivered championships in the past. So I think it's time for the people in the Warriors, Dub Nation, the fans specifically, to calm down, take a deep breath, and know that they will figure this out. All right. My next next uh, factor splash is kind of a follow-up to this first panic mode factor splash. Wiseman and Kaminga for bets. For vets. Factor splash. I'm going to go with... Splash, toss that take right in the Bay Area in the cold ass water because, like I said, it's too early. The young guys are showing flashes. Wiseman showed him in the preseason. Granted, he's been struggling to adjust a little bit in this last road trip, but I'm just going to attribute that to East Coast trip, first road trip in his career, really. So I'm not too worried. He's still throwing flashes. He's only 20. Dub Nation. Golden State Union fans, what were you doing when you were 20? I bet you weren't trying to figure out how to in integrate your game into an NBA-level uh, basketball. You were partying the frat parties, doing who God knows what's with who knows what's. So Warriors Nation, calm down. Jonathan Pinga has also been showing some flashes, too, for the Warriors. I really enjoyed his last game against the Pelicans. He's going to be a very efficient player for the Warriors when he when he a figures out how to practice in the way that Steve Kerr likes because I feel like that's what's holding him back right now. There's all Steve Kerr's always dropping hints about how Jonathan Kaminga does good in the games but not practices. So and he'll figure it out. He's only 20 years old, and one more Jonathan Jonathan Kaminga is not on my list of worries. Now, Moses Moody, he's been a dog. Let's talk about Moody. He's been probably the brightest young guy for the Warriors. Probably the most ready-made player from that draft from that draft era. Is Moody, my bad. He's playing, hustling, and it's really fun to watch. I really like the way he's been playing. 
he's gonna he's like a young Iguodala for me just the guy who gets does all the dirty work hits the three hits the floor and I've been really really enjoyed with how Moses Moody has been playing for the Warriors and this is but this is nothing new this has been the Moody that we've been seeing last year in the summer league so I'm gonna take that Warriors should trade their young guys for veterans throw that in the bay splash that take now my last take that I'm seeing is Warrior need to find his replacements for GP2 and Otto Porter Jr. And I'm going to agree with that. The Warriors, they do need to find replacements for Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton from that championship team last year. But I'm going to posit that they already do have those replacements on their team right now. And then in the form of Dante DiVincenzo and Moses Moody with a little bit of sprinkling of Michael Green in there. I think those three guys are more than enough talent to make up for the loss of Otto Porter Jr. and Gary Payton. Because I think Dante Vincenzo is going to be a very important player for the Warriors this year. He's been out this entire road trip with a hamstring injury. So it's no coincidence that the Warriors aren't doing well. That's kind of a unfair take, but I'm going to go with it. I think that... Dante DiVincenzo, when he's in there, provides the Warriors a better offensive ceiling than what Gary Payton did, even though if, if it's a little more of a lower defensive ceiling than what Gary Payton had. But I think the addition of Moses Moody's resurgence and Jermichael Green's ability to defend and hit the three is more than enough to replace Gary Payton and Otto Porter Jr., as the two kind of key bench guys that the Warriors seem to always need to have in their championship runs. Like when in 2015, when it was Iguodala and Mo Spates and Sean Livingston, but Iguodala came off the bench for that. Everyone remembers that era and he got the finals MVP, but then Sean Livingston and the years after that, JaVale McGee, um, like the Warriors always have a bench presence that's really strong and really underrated. And I think that they will have that this year with Dante DiVincenzo and Moses Moody. And who knows, maybe even another young guy if they decide to put someone decides to pop like James Wiseman or Dante Kaminga or hell, even one of these younger guys or one of these older guys too. You never know. So I, I think that this is a good place to end it for this year, this podcast, because <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of panic in Dwebs Nation, and I'm here to tell everybody to breathe, trust the process, the Warriors will figure it out, and I think that the narratives are going to be a lot different by the time I rip this next podcast after when I decide to do it next, and I think the Warriors are going to be looking good going forward. They play the Kings in their next game. And I don't know who they play after that, but I think the Kings are always a great reset team for the Warriors because they always play them and they always play good against the Kings. And yeah, it's always an opportunity to get better one day at a time. And that's how we should take this season one day at a time for the Warriors. Be grateful that they're still healthy. They got through this Jordan Jordan Poole, Draymond Green is in it. Jordan Poole is playing like he's Mr. 140 as Shaq calls him. I really enjoy that nickname. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to bite that from Shaq. Jordan Poole has been playing like Mr. 140. Kevon Looney is probably one of the most underrated centers in the league. Andrew Wiggins is playing like an all-star. Steph Curry's blazing. Clay Thompson's looking like he's coming back. So a lot to be excited about in the Golden State of the Union. So that's where I'm just going to end it. This has been your boy, Steph Curry, Yuri Hanley. And yeah, until next time, peace.